Hello and welcome to episode 181 of our SAP on Azure video podcast. Today is March 1st and together with Robert and Goran, we are here to talk about anything related to SAP and Microsoft. Hello everyone. So in previous episodes, we often already talked about the BTP, the SAP Business Technology Platform. It is used with a lot of customers for integration and extension scenarios, but it can become even more powerful if you combine it with other services, like from Microsoft Azure. Today, we have Holger Schäfer with us, who will talk about a customer project he's involved in. With the WebShop 2.0 of the city of Zurich, they built a multi-cloud, omni-channel e-commerce solution based on the SAP Business Technology Platform and Microsoft Azure. Welcome. So Holger, um, it's the first time that you're here in our show. Can you maybe quickly introduce yourself? Um, what are you doing? Where are you working? Yeah, and, and then yeah. we'll take it from there. Okay, hi Holger, nice to be here. Uh, for the first time. Um, so far, I'm working as the Chief Technology Innovation Officer for the Junior Group and located in Dortmund. And uh, concerning the, this, this project, uh, I was working as a Cloud Technology Officer for the city of Zurich so far. Cool, cool. So so you, you already mentioned, or I already quickly mentioned um, what the, the project is broadly about, so, so the city of Zurich. Um, can you tell us a little more? What 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 is this all about? Yeah, no, it's, it's all about the, the city of Zurich had a former uh, web shop uh, solution for, for the whole city, and it was yeah the, the former version was a web Timber application, mm -hmm. and at a special point in time they thought about a, a new redesign, and I came across with the idea so that we can do it with a, in, in the cloud, and then we started. And uh, we saw that we need to go away the a, a multi-cloud way because mm -hmm. the, the city of Zurich has a, a predefined um, strategy to, to use Azure mm -hmm. as, uh, as the cloud um, service provider strategy so far. But anyhow, on, on SAP uh, topics, we are also able to introduce the sub BTP for mm -hmm. such kind of topics and then with these two kind of hyperscalers, we have then the, the possibility to create a completely new solution on top of these two architectures. Ah, cool. So, so originally the, the web shop was actually an, an on-premise WebDune Pro application. And then yes. with this new redesign, um, I think especially for web shops, shops uh, cloud makes obviously a lot of sense. And then um, you decided to, to, yeah, to, to go to the Clyde, cloud and Azure and BTP were basically the two main components to to build up this um, yeah multi-cloud architecture web shop. Yes, because it's the, the the target audience or group is uh, is mainly B2E or B2B. So for this okay. kind, it's uh, generally you cannot use uh, out of the box web shops or something like this because you have uh, this native integration with the SAP Business Suite or S4 system so mm -hmm. far. And you need to control the, all the, the, the deliveries and all this stuff, uh, depending on the user who is logged in. And for this reason, they had uh, for, for even a former solution with uh, a lot of specialities for con concerning the audiences. And but at a point in time, they wanted to to use a modern UI with uh, uh, tablet and phone capabilities and all this stuff. So this all this responsive things. And then they decided to give it a new try and to start a redesign, and not only on the UI part but also on the on the service part, and to shift things to the cloud. Okay, cool, cool. So, 
um, now that we have BTP and and Azure in place, um, could you could you show us the 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 overall architecture? Um, yeah, like like sure. how does it look like now? So let me see. I'm allowed to share, so I can switch to the browser. Um, from our side, we have a yeah a, a website, the btpudina.de, and there's nearly everything collected what we are doing in in the BTP so far. Because Uniorg quite early, we started uh, to think about doing a partnership with, with SAP and being able this something driven from the sales on our side. So it's a topic called uh, service excellence, so that we will offer services around um, BTP. And uh, yeah, besides the, the classic ERP, business uh, integration suite and all this stuff, also integrating sales cloud, service cloud, so that we can offer solutions uh, that came across uh, all the solutions the customer has in, in use. So that even from a web shop, we can also create tickets in the sales cloud services and all this stuff. Cool, yeah. And, and we did an agreement with SAP. So we are ISV provider for the, for the BTP. And everything we are calling Udina is then driven from this BTP platform, but in, in the name of, of, of Uniorg so far. And we're offering uh, SaaS solutions on top of this solution. <laughs> and at the end, uh, you will also find a lot of interesting topics concerning development and uh, services. But the focus here is just to have a subset of everything that is available. Uh, even especially for the, for the integration suite, uh, but only the services we are currently using productively and tested in our scenarios will be uh, placed on the side. We will later on see there are also some products from 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 the Azure side that, for example, we are using here in the city of Zurich scope. But uh, so see that it's not reflecting one to one the stuff from the discovery center. So it's just mm -hmm. the stuff we are using productively in in solutions and at the end you will also find here if you want to have a look at it the consulting solution for the city of zurich um, from our side we mainly did offering such a b2b b2e um, so a shopping solution as a as a solution on our platform but the city of zurich wanted to do this on their own a b2b account so far so that's the reason why we shifted a little bit of our technology to them and why they get the consulting solution that it's uh, uh, independent from, from our solution so far. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we have this picture of the cloud solution architecture. Uh, hopefully we'll see there are a lot of building blocks used so far and it reflects also the yeah, a little bit complex technology that's also part of the of the backend system. In the focus, there is uh, from from the SAP side the business technology platform here. Uh, we'll see we are using Cloud Foundry mm -hmm. as a sub account, and then um, the, the more or less well known um, services from from the SAP side. So, coming from the from the user side, you will have a custom app router, and first step here is um, the identification. You will see, I think as most customers are doing right now, we will use a uh, Microsoft uh, idea as an identity provider. Mm -hmm. In this case, um, we have uh, not only one, so we're talking about identity federation, uh, because if you 
all the different um, suppliers in the city of Zurich, their so-called departments, um, they have their own admins for their own um, Azure RDs. Uh, and in this case, uh, we will split up. So if you log on, you have to choose from multiple uh, identity providers, depending on your role. And then we have the, the, the Azure ID for the, for the employees, but we also have Azure B2Cs for, for, for some B2B customers and clients. And there are also um, some proprietary uh, kind of identity providers uh, selectable, like um, it's called um, My Conto in the city mm -hmm. of Zurich or Kids or something like this, so that we can collect all the different identity providers and uh, everything of them will be able to, to log on into this, this account. But that's yes. really, really cool. Just to, to double click on this. So, okay. so basically, um, from an identity point of view, you, you have the the authentication for the employees. So basically a B2E scenario. You have the identity um, for um, uh, other certain groups within um, within Zurich or the, the, what did you call them, departments. Yeah. And you have your own um, uh, IDP for yeah this 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 mine contour my, my account or whatever so, yeah. so so just yesterday we have been gone live with a new version so uh, far because we are right now also targeting the audience uh, b2c so far and uh, the city of zurich if you generally opens the the regular portal of them there's mm -hmm. something called mine conto my account and that's the the one and only uh, kind of identity provider if you will use services of the city of Zurich for 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 for, for um, yeah from a, um, a, city, a city person and mm -hmm. then you will use this this kind of identity provider so far and uh, that's the reason why this is split split it, um, between different identity providers oh cool okay great yeah. And also because the, the web shop itself is a collector of it's a multiple shops so far. We have on the right side in the data center, we have an up-to-date S4HANA system that is offering all the shop services and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But below, so it's it's uh, uh, it's running on on-prem in the in the data center yeah. of the city of Zurich. And below we have the suppliers, these are the so-called departments like Green uh, city of Zurich, uh, immobilien, um, schools, and all this stuff. So the okay. different departures, mm -hmm. and they're offering their services. They have their sometimes their own SAP systems or whatever, and are using the the system of 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 some departments in in the city of Zurich. And there's a um, system landscape transformation between their systems and our S4 system. So we synchronize. In real time, all the data that's relevant for for the shopping scenarios, and so the the whole solution can run on top of the when uh, it called front end server for for mm -hmm. the web shop. But if you do some need some additional information concerning your order status, we will drill down into the supplier systems, and also the creation of sales orders or purchase orders will be done in the corresponding supplier cool. systems directly. Yeah, yeah. So this is quite complex, even from the scenario behind. Uh, but that's that's the that's the the kind how it's integrated. On top of it, there's also uh, in Swiss known uh, pay, a payment service with Data Trans. So we have a multi-payment provider, 
and this is then connected from the from the shop scenario, but also as the, the topics on on back office side in the systems, in if you have to do some kind of store or whatever. So that this is the 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 used provider for the, all the payment stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we will see on on top of it, we have some some kind of services in the in the BTP like the app router, feature flex to control maintenance mode or whatever. We want to use yeah. a custom domain for the shop, some, some alerting stuff for the monitoring. And so, so far, mostly some kind of uh, proxy federation uh, bet between the used components. Uh, we have the theme designer, luckily for UR5, so that everything can look in the color scheme of the client. And below, we have the Azure stuff, and we will see we are also using some, some, kind, some services like the blob storage, event grid, and functions on the Azure side here. Okay, cool, cool. I mean, and, and this this looks like a fantastic architecture and um, uh, you have a lot of um, different services connected. You have the identity service, payment service, um, the different um, suppliers um, from, from, from the card system. So when, when, when we take a look at the Azure services, um, what, why, why did you select some of these Azure services and, and uh, what benefits are they um, bringing to you? Uh, the Azure services, first of all, uh, it was the is a strategic decision from the from the city of Zurich yeah. to to take care of this Azure stuff because they have also some departments that are then maintaining and managing all this stuff, even in case of talking about costs and return on invest to see what will such a service costs on Azure side and on on BTP side, but there are also some more soft packs that make it quite nice because. Uh, on the supplier side, uh, talking about the redesign of the solution, it was formerly there was um, the the big the catalog in the in the systems, mm -hmm. and it took a lot of time to collect this data. And when Dimpro mm -hmm. Abab was doing all this stuff in memory one time, and then now we are come to the new service-oriented architecture, and it was uh, yeah not possible to use it this way on request side. And uh, we, with SAP, there's a cloud solution like the Lean Catalog. Uh, they offer the possibility to maintain catalogs, to map products to groups and all this stuff in the SAP system as an add-on. And there we have the possibility to um, they're storing their attachments like webshop images and attachments okay. in, the, in the content server of the SAP in the as document info sets. And we, with this solution of another company called CART, we got a provider to uh, synchronize this information uh, directly with a blob storage on Azure side. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. and then that was uh, uh, to, together we uh, thought about which way we want to go. And then we thought this would be the, the, the perfect situation so that we can use this, this CART uh, system or interface in between to yeah. synchronize all the document info sets from even from multiple suppliers to the blob storage. And if you had a look into the disk, it's even quite nice. So at the end, you can have one uh, one blob storage repo and uh, you will get all the uh, the files from multiple suppliers because they are using GUIDs and therefore they will be distinct across the system. So we can even put the the artifacts from multiple suppliers into one store to have it okay. everything collected together. And the next step is 
like regularly the, uh, the, the clients who are using internally working with the catalog and uh, creating the content. They're adding maybe images, <laughs> maybe they will do photos with their phones and they were really quite large. And we have thought about how to optimize a little bit the images at the end. And um, that's where Event Grid came into place because we have a nice hook into the synchronized uh, artifacts so that you can say, okay, there's something new or changed artifact. And then with the event grid, we were able to call a function to optimize the images so far. And this can be then completely done independently of all the, uh, the other parts, like Zap involves working on the catalog so that we can completely decouple this kind of functionality between the systems and offering additional functionality on top of it. So cool. So, so so basically, you're using the blob storage to um, store, yeah, like like images, for example. But but the, the the challenge is not all the images look the same from the very beginning. They they don't have the the same size. They they um, come with huge sizes sometimes, which you don't need. So basically, what you did is, um, if a new image, for example, is uploaded to the blob storage, um, then you can use um, event grid as a, as a trigger point to um, then resize these images, for example. Yeah. I, it's also a little bit more documented here on this side. Uh, so what we are doing so far, you can see on the Azure side, there's an, there's an overview concerning the event grid. So you mm -hmm. can see uh, on your mm -hmm. left side, you have multiple event sources and you can use the event grid so far for triggering an Azure function. And uh, concerning the image process, uh, it's everything like you have mentioned so far, we will get this kind of images. And let me see, there are here, there are some kind of blob storage event types. So there will be the, the, the image is be created or blob will be deleted, for example. Mm -hmm. And here I linked also the an example function here from the from the Azure side. And there's a nice uh, library freely available, so-called Sharp, and that can be uh, used uh, to resize or optimize or doing some kind of image processing. So you also find here the link for it. But generally with very less lines of code, you are able to see you will get the, the, the image from the yeah, from the resource side, you will see, okay, I want to do this target size for 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 some sampling things and maybe a bigger image for, for the detail scenario. And what we also do, because most of the pictures are taken as PNG, JPEG or whatever, and uh, we decided because we're just supporting modern browsers uh, as Zapier 5 is doing, so we will convert this to WebP. It's at the end even maybe 32 times smaller than a JPEG or PNG file so far. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, we did this kind, okay, we have transparent background stuff. So even if you have a background color on the shop or whatever, it will looks good if the image itself has an alpha transparency channel. You have these options for um, to fit it if it's not squared or rectangular so that yeah. you can resize it a little bit. But even without enlargement, you do not want to create uh, retro pixelized images to enlarge <laughs> everything and all this stuff. And after all, we figured out we even needed this line here because if someone created a photo with their camera and moved it around, then you have this active orientation flag and on desktop, this will be corrected automatically for you. But then we figured out there are pictures 
shown in the wrong direction. And but this nice helper without parameters will take care of the exif orientation and turn this image for you so that it looks exactly the same way like you will see it on your on your desktop side. But, but that's that's really really cool. So so all of this is then really automated. So um, if if a new image is uploaded, then you use as you as, as you just have shown event grid to trigger an Azure function, and in this Azure function there's this image processing, which takes care of the the image. It it resizes it, it rotates it, it it makes sure that it um, that um, the aspect ratio is fitting and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And then you you save the um, the changed or adjusted image on Blob Store, so it can be easily used by um, the web shop. Yeah, from our web shop side, so we 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 because the synchronization with the document info sets are one to one, so we do not manipulate or change the original images. We mm -hmm. let them in place because we don't want to touch them. And mm -hmm. we have another uh, folder in, in in the store where we have our optimized images so far for the for the thumbnailing things and also for the um, for the big detail format. And finally, so thumbnail will just be around three kilobytes of, of, of size. And even the large ones, I think they do, do not want to be bigger than 250 kilobytes of, of size to, and that make also the website concerning the images and transferring the images um, quite fast because we do not uh, have to deal with uh, four megabyte pixels of, of images. Yeah. Some, some redactor did with his camera and he did not do further image <laughs> processing by his own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really nice. Okay, cool. So, so that that that's that's a really um, that's a cool scenario. Is is there a way that I could also let's say something goes wrong? Um, some some images are not uh, created or resized in a in a right way. Is there is there an, an additional approval process required, or or is this all all really so good that it's working so far with? With almost any um, manual input required. Also, this this process completely done automatically. Things we have. Mm -hmm. If we want to change something, we sure we need a kind of, of of script that will uh, yeah iterate through all the images that are available and maybe do something special mm -hmm. on top of it. But anyhow, um, this scenario is, is is working on top of the images and uh, completely automated. Cool. So. We do not have to take care on this stuff. There was a situation, first of all, we didn't have so exactly in mind, starting with the project, and we're talking about a so-called mandat, uh, mandaten copy. So they okay. started to have their productive systems and copied something to the integration systems. And all these this documents internally get this, this kind of GUI stuff. So even if you have this stuff, it will still stay safe in the future, but now, yeah. We have a lot of images and products again uh, in the copied to the to the test system or the integration system that was formerly the productive systems, and each and we yeah we split it up uh, all the all the blob storages for for development testing in production. So that will be since these GUIs are really uh, isolated, we would be also able to use one blob storage for oh, for cool. testing and pro yeah, yeah, yeah. production. Cool. Yeah. But that would be then in a design decision. For, yes. Starting with this, we were a little bit afraid of it and uh, separated it. 
And that was the only situation where someone from the admins needs to use the out-of-the-box Azure tools to copy then the product images also to the to the test blob storage yeah. to be able to have these images that were created on the productive side because we just copied all the data stuff, but the, the services below does not get to the the things job to start it on top of it because it was not now created; it was just copied from the from the system side. But even with this, you were able from from admin with admin tools to just copy this uh, these folders because there's one folder for each GUID on the this side. Mm -hmm. You will just mm -hmm. have to copy all the stuff to the to the integration system to to get the missing images, then also on the system. But if you would be a little more brave, you can use one. <laughs> uh, block storage for uh, test and product scenarios. If you often try to do some some kind of mandanten copy, and in the um, then you wouldn't have to deal with it because the good will be really um, worldwide um, uh, distinct. And from this side, this would wouldn't be a, a matter. Yeah, but but I think I mean there's. Um... I think it makes total sense to separate it. Um, yeah, I mean, th that's that's especially coming from the SAP background. You always have your <laughs> Dev trust a pro system. <laughs> yeah, that as well. <laughs> so I think it, it makes total sense to to separate yeah. these things. So cool. And and um, now that that we have the images on on Azure, then from the the web shop running on BTP, you can then just access these images and um, yeah, display them in 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 the web shop. Yeah, sure. So back to our system landscape stuff. So and also quite nice. The, there is directly the possibility for have this kind of images. So to make them public available via a service URI, and then mm -hmm. we just need the destination uh, in front of it on the BTP side to to point it to the corresponding blob storage with all the images that should be available for for, for clients, and then. Uh, nothing more to do we can just uh, integrate it into the application router to to stream the images then from the blob storage mm -hmm, mm -hmm. really nice cool okay so um i mean there you, you said in the beginning um zurich stadt zurich said that that we have btp that we have azure um but why did you do this split um wouldn't there have also been a possibility to to do all of these things in BTP. I mean, yeah, from, from an identity perspective, I guess not. Um, there, it just makes sense to have Azure Active Directory. But if we look at the blob storage or event grid or, or the, the Azure functions, yeah, would that have been possible in BTP? Yes, sure. Uh, our solution, uh, we call uh, here from from Odina side, uh, is is using the object store. Mm -hmm. And starting three years ago, also we decided to use AWS for, for as the hyperscaler, and mm -hmm. we also use the, the the object store. But also you have to know that if you're using the object store on on the BTP side, uh, it's it's technology depending on on the hyperscaler. So you will get you will get an, a blob storage on on Azure side. You will get mm -hmm. as some S3 uh, bucket store or whatever here on on the RBS side, and um, all the stuff like just streaming the images to, to the client, you have to create a, a custom handler for this. And it's not possible to do this automatically. Mm -hmm. You have to use the RBS SDK, for example, to create some kind of code, doing things, even streaming the images from, from the underlying store. 
because SAP discovered this functionality and is just offered um, a small amount of, of API to do storage that is available for all of their hyperscalers. Mm -hmm. But at the end, it's also a little bit problematic. And if you say, for example, you have problems with um, with the geolocation Frankfurt, for example, will go to yeah. Switzerland, uh, to, to Netherlands, EU20, uh, mm -hmm. then you will get only Azure, and then you have to redesign the relevant application functionality then with the Azure SDK. So uh, the, the, the object store itself uh, is available. Right? If you want to deal with the corresponding uh, files, you have to use a platform-specific SDK. Yeah, yeah. And then if you know you have to do it for multiple uh, hyperscalers, you have to implement it and at the end maybe three times to for, for, with the different vendors. So and coming to the uh, so-called functionality, we did this also on application layer. We have a so-called component like a PIM system, a media manager, where we uh, have a browser-based application to upload images and all this stuff, and then post-process automatically the same stuff like we did here. But in mm -hmm. this scenario, uh, with this uh, that that we have this um, image creation, the, the content maintaining stuff is coming from the lean catalog. This is. Uh, even more from from the from the development perspective, nice because we can everything like this, like the event grid and functions, are offered um, on top of this from from Azure directly on the B2B side. You have the object store, but you do not have any kind of events on top of yeah, the okay. on top of the created. And even if you are using Azure, you do not have access to your object store from the Azure cockpit so far to maintain things or add this kind of direct available URL. So even then you we would be able to develop the access to to your to your objects. While if you use the, the Azure, you can just go into your cockpit and say, I want to make this URL public. And that's that's it. You don't you do not have to, to develop things. Mm -hmm. And on top, so to do something similar in the in the BTP will also maybe a little bit harder. You have to do it programmatically. Maybe you will <laughs> use a cache approach while accessing image looking is there's a cached image not creating the stuff and returning the cached image so far you have to do it different you cannot use this nice um, event-oriented approach of working with this this artifacts and even to decouple the functionality that was a from my point a little bit yeah sad bad decision from sap they um uh, yeah, retired their function as a service uh, functionality and decided to, so that everyone, if, if you need something like this, you should use the integration suite or use uh, Kuma at, for example, but we're talking about costs of 4,000 or 3,000 euro per month. And on, mm -hmm. on Azure side, if you're talking about a function, you have to pay 00.00, whatever, three, five cent per function call. And if you have such a solution and talking about costs, so that even does not make sense to say I need a function and have to 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 buy a whole platform service functionality set where I just need a small piece of code to to, to use a function and mm -hmm. so at the, at the end it was uh, driven by the solution that we have run this this way but finally uh, it is also the the better decision to do it this way because. You are especially more flexible on the on the blob storage side and this kind of post-processing and the flexibility with the event grid and functions. 
And if you did some kind of projects, also you get to know more from the Azure Cosmos because formerly I were more uh, focused on, on the SAP side, but then you will see how easy it is to integrate also Azure functionalities into, into BTB count. And especially if it comes to integration, you have your first contact with all the Azure stuff. So I think most of the projects in the BTP are out of the box, multi cloud uh, platforms uh, pro projects. And then if you have the connection to Azure and you have Azure in-house in or using it, then maybe you can also think about adding additional functionality maybe on the Azure side and not to be afraid of doing this. No, and, and I think that that sounds perfect. And looking at this this architecture, um, I think you, you could easily decouple these two th streams. You have a very nice solution on the Azure side, a very nice solution on the BTP side. And as you said, um, they apparently work pretty well together. Yeah. Um, can you can you give us a, sh um, a glance of how this actually looks like? I mean, now we looked at the architecture, we talked about some of the things behind, but can you maybe show us how the the end result looks? Yeah, sure. So far, so what we are looking about is the yesterday relaunched version of the, the webshop. So it's just in in German. Also try with them to to put it to English, but that will be next part. Um, I have to log on to the system. Now we are. And there we the see the three. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sorry. On the on the federation side. Mm -hmm. It's also a little bit some kind of this discussion with this stuff. So what is possible to do it on on chatbot right now? We finalized this one so that you have to choose between your relevant account where you want to uh, use as an identity provider so far. And um, now everything is done asynchronized. So from from this kind of, of shop perspective. Because mm -hmm. depending on, on on the department where you want to do order or buy things, you will get additional information. On the productive side, I do not see uh, last ordered uh, stuff because <laughs> I'm just using you it for testing. Yes. I do not want to, to order things. Um, what's quite nice, we did it yesterday. This is a huge um, step forward for SAP. We had to integrate um, web components of the city of Zurich because now we are targeting the B2C. Yeah. And um, the stuff on top of it and below are not sub UR5 components because we are now able, thanks to Peter Müssig, so that we can use uh, the web components of the city of Zurich as a sub UR5 library. And we integrated it completely here. So. At the end, it's it's like a Fiori application with custom UI5, but also oh, using web cool. components from the city of Zurich to be able to use their controls. And that's something we will show on the next UI5 con so far. So just a rent topic. Um, you will see all the, the products from the catalog. Mm -hmm. Now I'm logged on. You can see I'm mm -hmm. here. Um, logged in onto my system. So we are using different technologies. So we have different systems and, and customer information. We have uh, what I will see just uh, have some less catalogs. I will see 12,000 products so far. Mm -hmm. um, there are also catalogs uh, from available for so entry catalogs that you can see a teaser of products and then you would be able to, to yeah, to ask for, uh, that you will be allowed to use this kind of catalog. It's yeah. also part of the flow from the from the process. Um, you have the, the details and 
yeah, we will see information about the, 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 the cool. products. You will see some, maybe some additional PDF information and can put this article into your card and can still work even if the card is running because everything mm -hmm. is asynchronized. So, because we have sometimes go down to the delivery systems and depending on their performance, we try to not block the user uh, at this point. We can also switch into large catalogs to see, okay, there is, um, let me see whatever, we have some organized products so that you can, besides search, you can use here this uh, this, this catalog. It's from the Zaplin catalog where they can build up their, their large catalogs on, on, on top of it. And you can put all this stuff then finally mm -hmm. to your card. You will also see you have here a lot of power features exporting this stuff to CSV or Excel. And uh, finally, if you go here to the to the card, you will see you are also able to export, for example, the card besides the products or import it. So if you want to do something on your Excel file so that you can just copy and do not have to use the shop oh, manually nice. to search for or select things. Yeah. So we have multiple channels to to work with this platform and um, we'll even in the future uh, select or distinct this a little bit to, to for, for 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 b2c customers to yeah to hide some of these features because maybe too too much powerful yeah. for, for them so to make it a little bit easier for them but <clears throat> if you're like me i'm locked as an employee from from city of zurich and i will see i get all this available information stuff on top of it so i see here, everything like this, completely simulated on the backend side. So we have, everyone will see the correct pricing things and all the availability information uh, directly coming and simulated on the, on the backend system so far. And here we will also see, I have stolen something because what you see is finally a Subfiori application, but mm -hmm. with every page is completely uh, freestyled. But uh, the main aspect why we did this also two years ago, completely with the SAP teams, uh, we want to have the possibility to have this annotation driven design for all this stuff, even for all the departments. And in this case, because as you have maybe seen on my system landscape graphic, starting with the project, we did not have the S4 system. So I um, implemented uh -huh. the whole backend services in CAP. Mm -hmm. from, from SAP side, so the whole data model is, is, is a one-to-one -one picture from the ABBA prep implementation. I did with Christian Günther from MENEO, he is responsible for the ABBA part. So we have everything two times on the mock side with CAP and real side on, on REP, and we can switch directly from the UI with an URL parameter between both backends. Oh, really so, powerful, yeah. So we have one UI that can work with both of them. And the first idea was always do as much as um, possible with fewer elements and not to reinvent the wheel. The checkout, for example, is then completely driven so that we have uh, a silly UI on top of it, but we have the possibility to get all this powerful value helps mm -hmm, here mm -hmm. for con concerning the selection options. And even we can use here, that's also quite nice, so-called side effects. So if you change the the one who placed the order and have another field on top of it, then we can say, I want to have this kind of, so that will be 
pick it by yourself or whatever and will have additional information. And then you have the, the, the possibility to uh, at the end, and this is completely even on the on the detailed side for this for these articles, because some departments want to have more information like PSP elements or whatever. And all the fields can be then uh, integrated via field control at this place. So that's at the at the back end side, we can decide what we want to present to the to the client and what is responsible, what he wants to get uh, on the on the delivery. And then you will get the corresponding subset of fields uh, depending on your order. And you will see this information here on on on, on the checkout side so far. Mm -hmm. And and besides this, you have a lot of power stuff you can store. Um, for example, here um, you could uh, uh, in uh, the templates. Yeah, temp yeah. Yeah, temp template you can add this this uh, information again as a template so that you are able to um, sorry to to reuse this kind of template to put it into into your card. You have the the sales can't yet don't have sales here, but you will see the sales order tracking so far and with this kind of information. Or you can ask for for a, um, a <laughs> department. So what I want to take care of on on your side, and I will request it to be able to use your catalog, and then you can send this this form to to the backside so they will and they will check it and if it's okay they will allow you here to yeah, to, yeah. to enter this 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 information for you on this side so and that's that's it at the end it's it, it's the solution it's completes up your five we have the power of your elements and right now on top of it we have the possibility like you can see here the, the header stuff is the sticky stuff that's coming from from the city of zurich web components so the outer shape is completely coming from controls they created as web components. And we found a nice way to generate automatically an, a report classes for UR5 on top of it. So we finally we have an auto-generated UR5 library that's using this web components. And now we can take care of all this OData two-way binding, mm -hmm. even with controls that are not created by our own, but we can use it also on the future side, so it's the next step here to for, for pictures and hero images and all this stuff that it's not part of ZAPUR5, but we can then integrate the web components City of Zurich is creating and using yeah. for, for, for their uh, B2C uh, solutions. No, re really, really impressive demo. And I, I really like this, um, th that you took the best of, of all the different things. You, you are leveraging UI5, you are leveraging Fiori elements, um, you're running on BTP, you're using Azure services. It's really a nice example of how you pick and choose good services, how you can combine them and, and then build a beautiful application on top of this. Um, maybe now now that, that you you just said that there was another go live um, yesterday. Yes. And um, so if you, if you look back um, and if you look at your lessons learned from this project, is there anything that you can can share? Yeah, it's because a lot of stuff, it's because it's driven by clients, customers and CR requests so far. So what, luckily we were able to, to well, I was able to work here as an architect to <laughs> fulfill my ideas in, in, in this kind of project. <laughs> it was quite nice because in, if we had a look also on, on, on the picture of such, such a project with five different yes. integration projects, 
a lot of teams involved, a lot of developers and partners. And but at the end, the, the one of the main benefits is really the, the the possibility to separate every concern against each other. Mm -hmm. You have to work in teams, even during to Corona. Some can't maybe working on Fridays, other ones on Mondays and Tuesdays, and that whole work uh, the whole week for the for the same client so far. You even using here this this cap for rep mock service so that the whole UI can be used directly um, without the real backend services. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. you can develop everything locally offline and test everything locally offline. And it was quite a uh, good decision because in the meantime, there were also starting some years ago, some problems maybe with your five components with cloud stuff. And I was able to strip the code and give it to some guys from SAP so they can work on their bugs in their coding artifacts or add features, <laughs> or especially as we take the decision to offer theory elements, even for partners and customers to be used for such kind of solutions. And that was that made it much more easier if you have this complex landscape in between to, to allow them to access the solution so you can put everything together and everyone can work on his, his own task and without having the need to access all, all systems and platforms. And that was one of the best decisions. And, but to be honest, also some of the decisions were maybe driven from, from the status quo in time, because starting with this project, we didn't get the S4 system. So I had to start oh, with yeah, the, yeah. The, the mock service and we did create the UI. We said, okay, it would be great to use or data version four. At this point, we did not know if SAP is able to deliver the the rep uh, provider for for data version four, so that we have to redesign it version version two. But luckily, mm -hmm. with 2020 feature pack uh, two, I think they offered also data version four support. And so we have to, always you have to take the decision: what is your status quo, and needs to go to your online with your project, and then you have to take care of the things that are available for you. Maybe some projects also services from SAP will be the decision to make them uh, retired or whatever, like web analytics or other things. So then you have to find, have a plan B. So <laughs> substitution thing for this. But it's, uh, <clears throat> but if you can start simple and we have this kind of, 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 of Lego bricks here, so can yeah. think about your solution. And it's also not uh, so hard at some point in time to see maybe you choose the wrong direction or solution. So you just have to replace one of the services with, with another service. But the whole solution itself, it has this kind of flexibility so that you can think about all, all your ideas and you will find a way to integrate this. And I think it, at, at the end, it was the right decision to, to go to the cloud to integrate it this this way and to have all the flexibility with the solution to even to enhance it to enrich it with new functionality uh, to do it to do it this way. Perfect. Well, Holger, thank you so much for for the overview for the deep dive for showing us the the, the web shop. I, I really think it's a, a very impressive um, integration, um, and I, I really liked how you how you selected services that best. Um, suited your um, your project there, and and then the the outcome speaks to itself. So so it's really nice to see um, how 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 the result really works, and yeah, how 
apparently the, the city of Zurich is, is happy with the web shop. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, I hope to see you again um, sometimes in the future, maybe with your next project. For now, good luck in, in um, the additional rollouts, the, the, the next step with the web shop. And I'm sure we'll we'll speak again. Yeah, maybe also at the DSAG because I'm also the, the um, speaker for the group of of the UI and also mm -hmm. something we did in this project influenced also the, the the development things concerning sub UI five and all this stuff. So that's that's then a good part, even if you have the possibility to take care on the DSAG's uh, point of view. So using these things to to figure out something like this. But Absolutely. nice to be here and to talk with you about this topic in detail. <laughs> thank you so much, Holger. Okay. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye.